Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Well, welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast. We are so excited to be back and recording episodes for this new year. Today, we're gonna be talking about our imaginations. You know, we believe that God has given us the gift of our imaginations to partner with our knowledge of the truth found in scripture in order to help us build deeper intimacy with him. We have the honor and privilege today of talking with Kimberly Weber, who's a dear friend of ours, as well as an author and a speaker. She has a wonderful ministry called Sparkling Brooks Ministries, where she desires to see women's hearts healed and destinies released. We are so excited for you to hear her wisdom on this topic. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you Hello. so much. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Yes. I know we're so excited. First one of the year that we're I recording know. at least. Yes, so. <laughs> I know. That was so exciting to think about. Wow, we have yeah. a whole new year to have awesome guests. It's really, really exciting. Well, Kimberly, before we jump right into our topic, we love to begin our shows with our guests sharing with our listeners just a little bit about your family, hobbies, and maybe even for you to share a little bit about um, the book that you released this past year. There's just so many cool things God's up to. Share a little bit with us. Okay. Well, thank you for the opportunity. And I am married to an amazing husband who takes such great care of me. I say he really was my gift of grace when I was um, hurting and going through a lot of trauma. And he is one that showed me really what unconditional love looks like. So I just wanna give honor to him today and just thank him for his support along this journey. I have two amazing sons, both grown and out of the house. Um, Just flying with their own wings, which is really cool to see. You know, as a mama, you want to see your kids flourish. So Mm -hmm. they're in that stage of life. And for my career, I was a business owner for 10 years. And um, you were asking about some fun facts. And I was just going back and remembering. So 10 years as a business owner, I had a little store in Peoria Heights that a lot of people may not know about, but the name of it was My Secret Garden. Oh, oh wow. I didn't know I that. that. I know. So the listeners, you'll you, you'll see what how that ties yeah. in later. But um, oh. it was always my heart to prepare. It was a gift store, but it was also a place that I really wanted a, it to be a place of peace for people that they could just come in, they could do their shopping. We were very attentive to their needs, but we always had like peaceful music playing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm like, oh Jesus, even back then you knew. Yeah. What I would be doing so many years later, right? Yeah. But in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, career-wise, I've had a lot of years in marketing. And several years ago, Jesus asked me if I would lay it all down and just go all in with him and to what he had for my plans in my life. So I said, yes, and here we are today. Mm, yeah, that's so beautiful when we just say yes to whatever he wants to do. And it's neat to see how in every stage of your life, you know, he's just been preparing you for what yeah. has come to be now. Yeah, and I feel like maybe I'm gonna speak for Lydia a little bit here. For us, we're how old we are. We're just starting to see some of those things for the first time. We're just getting to points yeah, where it's absolutely. like, wow, that is the reason that I'm here and that was preparing me for this. So that's just so cool to hear how he's done that in your life too. 
So that's a little bit about you. Can you tell us a little bit about your ministry, Sparkling Brooks? Just what is it and what's the kind of the why behind what you're doing and what the Lord has asked you to do? Well, Sparkling Brooks Ministry is all about seeing hearts restored and destinies released. Mm -hmm. And I think the why behind is the people who are involved in it. Jesus has done that in our lives, Mm -hmm. right? And we have such a passion in our hearts to help others get their hearts healed and their destiny released as well. So we're a nonprofit and we're focused on presence ministry and kingdom training. Mm. You know, it's more than just, we're so integrated, right? So we wanna give people safe places to really encounter the love of Jesus, where they actually feel safe, because if you don't feel safe, you won't open up and lead them on a journey with Jesus where they can receive spiritual, emotional, and physical healing and learn how to walk in the fullness who God created each person to be. Yeah. Yeah, I still remember uh, the first time I came to the garden, which is one of the events of your ministry with a friend. And I, all of those things felt true. Just it was a safe place, even with it being new it was easy to just relax and just settle in. And yeah, so I definitely have experienced that myself Mm -hmm. through what you guys have done. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk about a little bit more about the garden later because it is such an incredible piece of your ministry. And I love too, when you were explaining um, just the different aspects of the ministry. I love how you focus on all the different aspects of healing, you know, physical, emotional, spiritual, Mm -hmm. those all work together in such a beautiful way um, through your ministry. And I see that in different aspects of it. And so that's just awesome. It's so cool to see what God is up to and how, you know, he's led you to this point now. So what is kind of something that um, is something that your ministry is working on right now? Ooh, right now. Well, I have some exciting news. We're going to continue the In the Garden events and we'll be putting those out on the website so people can see when the dates are on that. And I also have some exciting news that I have two dear friends who are joining Sparkling Brooks Ministries officially to mm. kind of help grow the you know what Jesus wants to do in this area and in the kingdom. So we'll be um, sharing more as that unfolds this year as well. Very neat. That's so exciting. Makes me so happy. So Kimberly, where did the idea of Sparkling Brooks Ministry start and how has it developed into what it is now? Wow, that's a good question. Kind of happened organically, I think. Um, You know, it really started out of my own personal love encounter with Jesus and a journey of building a relationship with Him and just then wanting to share it with others. So Mm -hmm. I grew up in a church Um, which I'm so thankful it taught the word and I really got to know the word in the Bible. But just in certain environments that I was in, it, um, I learned a lot of the rules, right? (laughs) What to do, Mm -hmm. what not to do, but I never had experiences with him. And I was never taught how to cultivate a personal relationship with him, like that we are spirit, soul, and body. And we have these spiritual senses that, and the Holy Spirit to have that personal, deep, intimate relationship with Him. So, you know, I grew up believing in Jesus. He's the safe one, right? He mm-hmm. died for us. But I, on the flip side of that coin, I thought God was the big bad judge with His stick. You know, mm-hmm. every time I got, you know, out of line, He was going to whip me back into it, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And so I kind of grew up in a culture performing to earn love and then running and hiding to escape punishment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Jesus and his love, he's always pursuing us, right? 
Um, and one day I was at a crisis point in my life and I had done a lot of running and hiding. <laughs> and Jesus in his kindness planted me next to a neighbor who had invited me to a healing prayer appointment. And it was mm-hmm. really at a crisis point in my life. And that evening, I kind of went out of desperation. That evening, I really just had a, a love encounter for the first time in my life mm. with God. Yeah. And it just set me on a course to discover who this God was. Who yeah. was this Jesus to me? Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of listeners, maybe even if you're listening right now, you might be able to relate to Kimberly's story. You know, growing up, learning all the right things, but never having that deep, intimate mm-hmm personal relationship with Jesus. And I think it's very easy sometimes for us to miss that. But it's like when we understand that deep intimacy that Jesus wants to have with us, it completely changes everything. And that's just so cool that you had that that moment, that love encounter that Jesus came in right in that moment that you needed him the most to change your life. It's beautiful. Yeah, Kimberly, you talked a little bit about um, love encounter. Can you share some of your love encounter story with us and what kind of that journey or process um, was and how he developed that relationship with you and you with him? I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, every time I tell it, you know how when you go through an experience, when you talk about it, when you give testimony to it, it's like bringing Jesus back up to the forefront again, right? And so again, like I was saying, I was kind of at a crisis point in my life. Um, 15 years before this appointment, I was in a very serious car accident and had severe brain trauma, um, brainstem damage, a lot of neck and back injuries. And I had fought my way back, (laughs) you know, with a lot of prayers for my parents, of course, as well. But, and a lot of therapy and a lot of seeing neurologists and just a lot of therapy and stuff. But I still had very limited range of motion in my neck. I could just, I could barely move it. So it was very (laughs) kind of debilitating. You had to learn to, you know, yeah. When you drove, you know, you could only turn your head so, you know, you have to adjust your mirrors, you know, that sort of thing. And and then I was in another accident. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of what set the the process because if we don't get healed from things that have happened in the past where there is a lot of trauma, when we have things in the future, it triggers all that stuff from the past. So all that stuff from the past came into my present mm-hmm. and it kind of magnified, even though this accident was smaller, I had all these crisis moments, right? Yeah. All these emotions and like, oh my goodness, I can't go back to being in the state that where I was flat in bed and mm-hmm. unable to drive and you know all this oh, stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it really triggered a lot of stuff. And um, I was also at some crisis moments with some of um, family members. Um, just in their health issues as well. And I remember going, and I'd never been to one, right? You don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, are these people just mm-hmm. gonna pray at me? Are they gonna, what are they yeah. gonna do? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Like, and I'm like really nervous, but again, desperate. So I yeah. went and they were, oh my goodness, they were so kind. And the prayer minister, like, just like, I felt so safe and loved. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I think this is a safe place. And I have for 15 years had held it together, mm-hmm. right? You've never been to that point where you just feel like, okay, if I even let it go a little bit, I will totally lose control and I won't be okay. Mm-hmm. And so I had been, you know, just again, trying to keep it all together. And one of the ladies, she was a licensed massage therapist who was with her. And she said, can I just come put my hands on your neck? You know, I just want to see how stiff the muscles are. You know, again, because I'd been in another car accident and I was in a lot of pain. And I said, sure. 
And so she had her hands on my neck and she was, you know, just quietly praying. And the prayer minister, she was praying for a while and just sharing some things with me. And she said, I have a picture of you as a little girl and you are wearing this red, white, and blue outfit. And instantly, like in my memory, I saw myself as this little girl wearing my favorite outfit. Mm. <laughs> it looked like an American flag. Like my mom probably had to wash it when I was asleep, you know, because I wanted to wear <laughs> it all the time. And I'm like, how did she know that? She goes, God sees you mm. and he loves you. Mm. And she started quoting Zephaniah 317, the word over me, you know, how God sings over me and you know, he just, he, she kept saying, Kimberly, he loves you. And one of the moments when she said, he loves you, it's like this arrow just went in my heart and my neck got so hot. And I'm like, and this peace just like washed through my body. And when I left there that day, I um, actually opened the doors to the church and like phys- physically, I like could turn my head both both ways, like a normal person, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what just happened? But what was more captivating to my heart was like, I cried, like it opened the floodgate and I just cried all the way home. And I, the words just came, oh my goodness, he loves me. He loves, like my head knew it, but my heart didn't know it. And there's a big difference (laughs) between what your head knows and your heart experiences. And that night I got in bed and I just, I closed my eyes and there was darkness, right? But there was a door that opened and I could see light spilling in from the other side and I could see the silhouette and it was Jesus. And he kind of just like motioned with his head, like follow me into the light. you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, if this is who you are, I will go with you anywhere. And that kind of became began my journey. And from there, I just almost became like, um, I would couldn't wait just to have quiet time. And I would put on some, I asked the prayer minister, okay, so where can I get some good quiet worship music, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? so I was learning all these things I had never learned before. And I began this journey with him and I would just sit and just ask to feel his peace and love because that's what I needed at the time. And then he would take me on, um, you know, show me things in the word and stuff like that. Mm, that is so, so neat. I love that. You know, Jesus really was, I know in that time now, he was um, establishing a heart connection. Mm-hmm. where I felt safe because I didn't trust him, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I grew up in an environment where bad things happened to me, so I didn't trust people. And I'd kind of hidden myself behind these walls and um, again, trying to hide and stay safe, right? So he really went through a whole process of just really winning over my trust so that he could win my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, he did that in different ways. And I write about that in the book, but he began to point me um, to scripture And I began to realize how we are created and designed to have these beautiful spiritual senses so we can have this personal relationship with Him. Like Jesus and Father God love us. They want to talk to us. They want to show us things. And just to have a heart-to-heart relationship. You know, when Jesus died, you know, the, the curtain in the temple, right, was torn from top to bottom. And it was like God was saying, no more no more separation. Come talk to me heart to heart, face to face. You know, and over time he began to show me things, you know, in my mind using my imagination and I began to see him. And I was hungry for more, right? I'm like, okay, are other people experiencing Mm -hmm. this too? I mean, I wasn't, didn't take a class in church, you know, to say, you know, how to have these experiences with Jesus. But I know they always left me so full of hope and grace and Mm -hmm. um, healing along the way. So one day 
I picked up this book by Judy Franklin called Experiencing the Heavenly Realms. And she talked about what I had been experiencing. Mm -hmm. And she actually led groups, you know, through kind of a similar thing. And so I invited friends who I knew who were hungry, you know, for more of Jesus. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is totally a test, but would you be open, you know, to coming over to my house and doing this? And they did. And it's just like, you know, it's like through the Holy Spirit, I think Jesus organically kind of brought it together Mm -hmm. and we would start like, so we would worship and we'd just give Jesus our hearts and our imaginations and we'd picture ourselves in a peaceful, safe place. And we would just invite him to come share things with us. And then, you know, we would share with each other. But I just laugh because I think Jesus, like six years ago, we started this, right? And Mm -hmm. it kind of, we he would show up, right? Mm -hmm. So then once a month we started doing it and just seeing the beauty of what he was doing in all of our lives through it. And it has grown over the years. And last May, I would do this in my home once a month and, you know, just open for ladies and 86 women showed up. I remember (laughs) that that night. I was there. there. It was, yep. I sat on the floor. Didn't care though. It was great. (laughs) I was just happy to be there. I'm ready. Yeah, I was comfy. On the floor. Yes, yes. It was beautiful. yeah, Yeah. That's so great. I love too that you just were so hungry and so passionate about it that you just got friends together that you knew loved Jesus and wanted more and you just started really not even trying to construct it into what it is now, but just organically coming together, asking God to speak to your hearts and just allowing Him to move. And I love that because a lot of the times we try to, you know, construct it into this particular method or this certain study. But I just love how you got friends together and you're like, nope, we're just going to allow God to move and just have a special time designated for him to speak and you just to listen. Yeah. And I think you just hit it on the head, Lydia. In our busy culture, when do we have time to be still? Mm -hmm. Especially in a group, right? Right. Like we just don't. We Mm -hmm. have families, we have work, we have the busyness of life, we have chores, we have bills. You know, Mm -hmm. it's almost like Jesus taught me, first of all, he captivated me with his love, but then I also had to protect that relationship and really invest in it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, when we talk about, well, we ended up naming it in the garden. And um, that kind of came about too, because as the group grew, I started um, like diving into scripture more and just seeing how, where did God put his first kids? Mm-hmm. Where he had relationship with them every day, right? Yeah. In the garden. Yeah. And all the beautiful things that came from the garden, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, he prayed in the garden all the time to his father. Again, a heart to heart relationship. And, you know, he was buried in a garden. He came to life in a garden. He met Mary Magdalene, you know, in a garden. Mm -hmm. And so all these beautiful things. So we started calling it in the garden and now we meet in a larger space so that more women can come and experience um, him and the surrounding. Yeah, yeah. It's just so exciting. I know I've, over the last maybe three or so years since I've been back in Peoria have just seeing how it's gone from the meeting in the house. I wasn't there at the very beginning and then into what it's now. And it's just um, so encouraging to see where God has it and how he's grown it. And just naturally it's, you guys have just taken the next right step and then here you are. And just even hearing about what might be coming in this year and what you're working on, that's so encouraging. Mm -hmm. 
So Kimberly, you mentioned a little bit about using um, through the garden specifically Mm -hmm. your imagination to see Jesus. And you've also explained it to me as tapping into your spiritual senses. Mm -hmm. I just will never forget how you talked about it in that way. Can you explain a little bit more to us about how you would define imagination? Sure. Well, first of all, let me read you the Webster Merriam Dictionary definition. Yes. (laughs) Very important. Good place to start. Yes. So... The dictionary says, imagination is the act or power of forming a mental image of something not present to the physical senses or never before wholly perceived in reality. So that just seemed really complicated to me. Yes. (laughs) It is a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) So my simplified version is, it's the place where you picture something in your mind. Mm -hmm. And God gave us our imaginations, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think about, you know, I like to imagine things with God, right? What was it like when he was creating the world? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? He had to picture it in his mind. He had to imagine it. He had to think it through before he created it, before he said, let it be, (laughs) you know, Mm. let there be light. You know what I mean? Let there, you know what I mean? So when he comes again one day, just imagining that. Yes, I love that. And just, okay, so before he formed you, he saw you, he imagined you. Right, Psalm 139, 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Isn't that beautiful? Like Mm -hmm. God had dreamed about you. He chose you, he dreamed about you, what you would be like, what your personality would be. But I think, you know, a lot of times we think, okay, imagination is for visual, right? Like we create Mm -hmm. things, we visualize things, but it's also the place where we daydream, where we plan where we remember, and it's the place too where, (laughs) I love this, we imagine or think from our heart good or bad things, right? So we Mm -hmm. can encourage ourselves by thinking on good things, or we can worry and be anxious and spin out of control. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it really is. You know, we can do that, so. Yeah, I know that's something that in my life, I can so easily start to imagine, you know, fearing the future and imagining like, what yeah. if it ends up this way? Like worst case creating, scenario. Yeah, you start yeah. creating these ideas. Conversations these that didn't happen. Yeah. That are not aligned with, <laughs> with what God would want no. or, you know, what his plans are. Yeah. So, yeah. As I was reading through this and even just like thinking about the definition, I was like, I don't even know if I, it would take me a second to put words to what imagination is, but I just love how you put that. Picturing something in your mind. It's like, once you say it's like, oh, of course, that's exactly what um, it is. But could you give a little bit more understanding for what you um, mean about the spiritual sense of it and just how um, a little bit more of just even the teaching and things that you've understood as you've dived into God's word about imagination and how we can use that in our relationship with him? Well, God created us as flesh and spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And he is spirit. So for us to be able to communicate with him, You know, it says, worship me in spirit and truth. And when we become believers of Jesus, he gives us the beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, who helps us. But you will even see all the way through scripture. I think it's, you know, like John 10, 27 says, my sheep listen and hear my voice. Okay, so God doesn't call us in audible ways, does he? (laughs) No. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, we have spiritual ears to hear that that Mm -hmm. voice of him, you know. And a lot of people, I think they think, I'm waiting for this strange voice. And a lot of times, you know, we have the mind of Christ as believers. So wouldn't it make sense that some of our thoughts are his thoughts? Mm. 
And I just think that's so beautiful. And then when you go into Ephesians 1.18, you know, Paul prays that the eyes of your heart, your imagination may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance of the saints? And I love that because God wants our imagination to be filled with him, mm-hmm. right? To be filled with truth and be filled with light and love and um, think on think on good things, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ephesians 3.19 I love this in the um, one of the translations that says, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. So that's what happened to me when I had my mm-hmm. love encounter, right? Yeah. I yeah, experienced, experienced his love yeah. and it set, it totally changed the trajectory of my life. Um, then it says, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And then one of my favorite v- verses, because I... Um, Jesus had to undo a lot of fear in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of my verses that I really grabbed onto was John 14, 27. And it says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So peace isn't a tangible object, right? Right. It's it's something that is experienced. It's felt inside your heart or your mind. You know, have you ever mm-hmm. heard the saying, oh, I finally have peace of mind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. So we're wired to have connection with our Heavenly Father, you know, through our spiritual senses, through hearing Him and seeing Him and experiencing Him. And, you know, it would be really hard to know what He wants us to do or when He shares things with us if we couldn't hear him, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So he designed us in a way to have a, a spiritual connection with him. Yeah, I just love all of those scriptures you shared that we don't really have to look that far to see in his word how this is just the, his design from the very beginning when he was imagining us and forming us and making us in his image that that this was part of how we were created to be. And it's just so beautiful to see how those all come together and where we can see that just spread all throughout the gospel and his word. I think one of my greatest challenges, you know, I mentioned earlier that um, I had, Jesus had to undo a lot of fear in me. And when I was little, I would see things that weren't good, right? So I Mm kind of closed my imaginations down. And so I was afraid sometimes to use my imagination Mm -hmm. because I was afraid I would see bad things or I would think bad things or I'd remember bad things, right? And I think part of the process of Jesus just even healing me was taking me back in painful places and, you know, remembering, but showing me where he was at in him Mm -hmm. and him walking me through them. And I talk about that in the book, but... um, you know, one of the scriptures that I really held on to and that Jesus really um, wanted to ingrain in me was Philippians 4.8. And I know a lot of us, we just breeze over it, um, but it's such a weighty scripture. And, you know, we have a will and we can choose to do good or evil, right? Mm-hmm. And we have an imagination and we can choose to think on good things or things that aren't healthy for us. And, you know, in the scripture, when he said, Think on whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And who's more true and honorable and noble than Jesus? (laughs) You know, right? But there's something that happens to us physically when we think on good things and when we think on bad things. It actually does affect your your physical self. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy how powerful you know, God created our minds to be, 
that really what we think on can just go into so many different areas and can affect us in so many ways. And, you know, this is just such a big thing today. I feel like in our world, um, we're just constantly surrounded by ways to use our imagination that doesn't align with God's heart Mm -hmm. and intention for our lives and doesn't align with um, that scripture that you just shared. What are some signs um, for our listeners today that your imagination is healthy versus unhealthy? That is a great question, Lydia. You know, I was thinking, um, pondering on that. And I think, you know, look at the fruit. Mm. Really is, okay, so do you know that when you worry, 85% of the things that you worry about never come true? Look at all the energy that gets expended with worrying. Like I've done it. Like Jesus really had to work on me. You know, I would have this fear over something happening to my kids, right? And they would be gone. And before I knew it, I had used my imagination to Mm -hmm. spin this story in my head. And and I would end up in a place of fear, you know? And he's like, Kimberly, imagine me with them. I'm like, wow, you take yeah, seeing Jesus yes, in it. seeing him in it and him being with my children and him keeping them safe and him guiding them. I'm like, wow, that just changed everything, you know, for me. So I think it's really like be um mindful of what you're thinking about. I think that's kind of, you know, helps helps with that as well. You know, so the fruit, are you worrying a lot? Are you painting pictures of what could go wrong? Are you making up stories about people in your head that aren't positive? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a way that we use our imagination and healthy as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you allowing unholy thoughts or images to take up residence there? You know, do you have fear, anxiousness, or, you know, habits that you just can't break? You know, it all kind of ties back again to, you know, what's in our heart, mm-hmm. you know, is what we think upon and what mm-hmm. we think upon, you know, drives other things in our lives. You had asked about a healthy imagination. So Jesus and I have done a lot of work on this. Yes, Yes. and I love how you said to a healthy imagination. And it just really spoke to me right now when you were speaking about it. You know that in life, there's going to be trials. There's going to be difficult things that are going to come up in our lives. But, you know, we don't need to worry about those things. But if you think about those things, like you said, imagine Jesus there because he's going to walk with us through Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of those difficult things. And if we imagine him there with us, it gives us so much more hope rather than worry and fear yes. of the future. And so, yeah, what does that healthy imagination look like? You know, with Jesus there alongside of us, what does that look like for you? Well, a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll do like a little self-check, right? Mm-hmm. So am I experiencing love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. What does that sound like? (laughs) Fruits of the Spirit. Spirit. (laughs) And if I'm not, I'm like, okay, what what am I thinking on? Sometimes it's very evident that we catch ourselves, right? Like, ooh, I should not be thinking that, right? When you think of unholy thoughts or unholy images or something bad about someone, when you want to go gossip about, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, they shouldn't be doing that. Like, is that really honoring to God who created Mm -hmm. them? And is that really honoring to the person who he created them to be, right? Mm -hmm. But if you stop and say, okay, Jesus, give me a beautiful picture of them that I can go share with them, right? To encourage their heart. It just, it's, it's almost like it's a shift of, I love what you said. You know, today there's a lot about meditation, right? and about, mm-hmm. you know, empty your mind. I'm like, I'm sorry, I want to fill my mind fill with Jesus, mind. right? Yeah. Like he it's created my mind. getting rid of the bad, but replacing it with yes, the good. Yes, yeah. yes. It's not just shutting it down. Yeah, exactly. You said it. 
So for someone who kind of recognizes, oh, you know, I have some of those patterns, those unhealthy patterns, or maybe they are in a place where maybe they have shut down a little bit, where they've recognized it's bad, but they haven't been able to replace it with the good. What are some steps or resources you would point them towards to help move towards a healthy imagination and filling their mind and thoughts with good things? Oh, I love that question. There's so many things Jesus has taught me over the years. And I think one of the things that where I felt really safe using my imagination was to put myself in a story in the Bible. Oh, I love that. Like that's very practical for our listeners as well. Yeah. So like even, you know, one of my favorites was the woman with the issue of blood Mm because she had a lot of trauma. She was desperate. It's kind of where I was as well, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things to teach on and kind of lead people through that experience of just imagining that they are her and their desperation, Mm -hmm. right? And reaching out to the one you know, who can change everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the things that will kind of help, you know, with that. I would say be around people who are safe, who you can share things with. I think that's really, really important. Um, Ask Jesus to highlight a scripture to you and then start having conversations with him. Like just pick one simple verse in the Bible Mm -hmm. and just like every day in your quiet time, just say, Jesus, will you show me what you want me to know about this verse. And I started a lot with journaling. Like I would just say, Jesus, today I'm thankful for the sunshine. And then I would go back and I would, so it's from Jesus. So it's, I call it like joyful journaling to kind of get ourselves put in a good place and something that we're thankful for. Because when we're thankful, things happen in our brain mm-hmm. <laughs> that release feel good chemicals. Yeah. And so I would, I went through this practice of just really starting my day with Jesus. I'm just thankful for, you know, the sunshine or I had a good night's sleep. And then what do you want to say to me today? And then I would just write and I wouldn't edit it. And then I would go back and look at it later. And it's just the beauty that comes out of it. And Mm -hmm. it's really you getting to understand the voice of the father, the voice of Jesus and how he never comes with shame or condemnation. Um, And then I would say, you know, for the ladies, come to the garden. (laughs) I mean, really, you just have to put yourself, um, you know, yourself, be careful what you listen to, what you watch on TV, Mm -hmm. because what goes in fills the heart and what fills the heart comes out. Um, And then I talk a lot about that in the book, you know, Jesus and Me, A Journey of Love, Healing and Freedom, about, you know, connection and how to get into that place with Mm -hmm. Jesus. And there's simple exercises to help people do that as well. Awesome. Yeah. And starting off this new year, I feel like there's a lot of us that are, you know, setting goals or, you know, looking at our lives and reflecting on, you know, maybe the ways that we grew with the Lord Mm -hmm. last year, but how we want to see Him move in this new year. And I feel like what you shared about even journaling, you know, writing down something you're thankful for each day and then just allowing God to pour out something to you each and every day is such a simple way that maybe a listener who's listening might be able to apply that if they Mm -hmm. want to cultivate, you know, their imagination or just grow in their intimacy with Jesus in a very intentional daily way. Yeah, absolutely. So a huge part of the Sparkling Brooks Ministries is your women's monthly event called The Garden, which you've mentioned. And I'm sure whoever is listening right now is like, I want to know more about this garden. (laughs) I know you mentioned it. They keep talking about it. (laughs) I know. And Kayla and I have just been so blessed to be able to Mm -hmm. both be a part of that and um, have definitely drawn closer to Jesus in, Mm -hmm. in our quiet time there. So what can someone expect if they're coming to The Garden for the first time? Well, they can expect a safe place. Yes. I think that's our number one priority is really creating the safe space for them just to come and encounter Jesus in a safe way. Um, 
they can expect like-hearted community, other mm-hmm. people who are hungry for Jesus, right? Um, there's a time of quiet worship ahead of time because again, it's so hard. You know, we've, we're going all day, the events in the evening and just there's busyness going on in our mind, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes it takes us a while just to let go of everything we've been thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all the to-do lists and stuff like that. So we really want to provide an environment that people can come early and just sit and soak in worship. Mm-hmm. Um, there's teaching from scripture. We have practice time. So there's an exercise where you go, like I explained earlier, to a safe place and ask Jesus to speak to you. Then we have journal time because I think journaling is, you know, when you experience something, you're activating part of your brain. When you journal and when you put tactical pen to paper, you know, you're not only giving testimony to it and helping, you know, you know something that you can go back and remember, but it's also actually engaging another part of your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, we feel it's really important to have share time mm-hmm. because it, it's interesting when you go to share what Jesus did some emotions come with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like what well, you guys have experienced, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. But I, we have trained room leaders um, or group leaders um, who really listen to Jesus's heart and the Holy Spirit and they lead the groups really well. And we just want everyone to feel loved and encouraged the whole way through. And then something that we just started um, at the end of last year were prayer chairs. So people who need you know, some more personal prayer, we have that available um, as well at the end. So yeah. it's just a beautiful evening it of really connecting is. with others, yes. but more than that with the heart of Jesus. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. neat with the small groups, you know, just being able to be a part of you know, leading one of those, it has just been so cool to see how God just places certain women in certain groups mm-hmm. and how um, just giving testament to what, Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord spoke to them about sometimes they're able to connect with someone else's story. Yes. Or it's just cool to see the patterns yeah. that the Holy Spirit. Or even just as people are sharing, you just get a deeper sense of how big God is and how personal He is of like, mm-hmm. wow, that's not at all what I pictured, but that's amazing. Like, yeah, exactly. it doesn't, it just makes you mm-hmm. so grateful for how He just knows us so well and speaks to us yeah. so personally. Um, so kind of as we come to an end here, um, just kind of final thoughts, what encouragement, you know, we've talked about a lot of things today. What encouragement would you give someone who's just like, I just want to have a better, deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus? Well, you know, building a relationship takes time, right? And the more you're with someone, yeah. <laughs> the deeper that you get to know them better, mm-hmm. right? The more intimate the relationship becomes. So I would say just invest in yourself and Jesus and spend time with him and understand that you don't have to do anything or earn anything from him. Mm -hmm. You just have to simply be and receive. Mm -hmm. And I think for, again, for a lot of us in this culture, it's hard. Like we feel like, well, I have to do something to get something, right? And he's just like, I've already done everything. (laughs) Just come to me and let me love on you and let me show you where I can help you in life and um, take you on this beautiful journey. And again, I think it's so important for me, I had to learn his voice and understand that he never came with shame or condemnation. So if you're hearing thoughts or you're hearing things that are condemning, those aren't from Jesus, right? And so get into the scripture again, really get around people who have a love encounter with God, who love Jesus and who have a personal relationship. That's really what helped me grow Mm -hmm. is that, I prayed and Jesus just put me in circles of people who 
loved him and they loved on me. So I think just ask Jesus, who are these, those people in my life who will draw me closer to you, not pull me away from you, who will draw me closer to you? Yeah. That's so good. That's neat too with with friends and community. Just to think about, you know, you were saying that Jesus, you know, in his word and in the way that he speaks to us, he never brings shame or condemnation. We want to be around people too that don't speak words of shame mm-hmm. and condemnation. You know, they'll meet us where we're at and, and encourage us and speak life into our hearts and into our lives and spur us on to continue to grow closer to him. So yeah. I think that's just so important. And we've seen that in so many podcast episodes yes. of those sharing, you know, that a huge part of getting to where, you know, our, a lot of our guests are at with the relationship with the Lord has been community, has been the people around them, mm-hmm. being around people who encourage um, and spur you on. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, let Jesus lead your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to force it. Just let him lead you in your quiet time. And because our part is just to come and say, okay, Jesus, I'm here. Right, and it says in Jeremiah twenty thirteen, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Yeah. So the more we develop a relationship of trust and heart connection with him, the more we're able to let him into those places that he wants to touch. So it's definitely a journey. It's not one done. It's not once a week and done. It's like, right. it's a lifestyle with him it really. Is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us today and just sharing more about what God has been cultivating in you over these last few years and with the ministry. I know from Lydia and I, your ministry has been a blessing to us in helping us um, develop some of these things that we've talked about and just kind of having a front row seat to some of the things that God has been up to. So thank you so much for sharing today. You're welcome. Thanks again. You know, I always like to say, you know, it's not, I know, I know this, thank you. But it's like, it's really Jesus's ministry. Yeah. You know, we hold it loosely and we say, okay, Jesus, you really do have the will. What do you want to do? So I'm excited for where he is going to take this Great. in 2020. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Amazing new year. Yes. I think yes. we feel the same way about this as well. Um, so if any of you guys listening are interested in checking anything else out by Kimberly, um, you can go to sparklingbrooks.com or on social media um, at jesusandme.life and also at Sparkling Brooks for some of the resources, dates for events, all of that registration um, can be found there. So thanks again for joining us today and we'll catch you next time here on the Cultivate Podcast.